Hi, welcome to the Homegirl Podcast. I am your host, Abby Cornelius. This is episode number 12, and we are going to start a series on leadership. It was about a year ago um, this month that I went into my corporate job and I was I was in a role maybe six months and I was not loving it. And I said, um, I have a new idea. I have a new job for me that I would like to pitch. And I pitched this position of a leadership coach. And I talked a lot about what I noticed uh, new managers missing in terms of corporate training and support and guidance. And I made this whole proposal and it was wonderful and great. And I got really excited about it Uh, as a trainer in my background and as a manager for the last, you know, at the time, what, four and a half, five years, I learned a lot about what you need as a manager and what you don't get. And I've had all these people that were newly promoted coming to me and asking for, uh, help with their schedules or help with performance management or help with how do you actually like create a culture on your team or how do you get people to like trust you and just do what you say? And, you know, how do you um, <clears throat> X, Y, Z, whatever. I was just getting all of these questions. And I found myself in this role that I was no longer a leader. I was doing this different job as a stretch project for me, but I found myself like being drawn to like all these coffee dates and lunch dates and kind of like helping people through all of this stuff that they were struggling with as new managers. So I decided to pitch it like, hey, obviously we need this, right? Like we have all this great talent that just got promoted. These are people who were top performers in their job previously. And now they're being asked to lead a team. And it's it's hard. It's hard to take being an individual contributor to then becoming a leader because you have to stop doing some things and you have to start doing new things. And you may not have necessarily had the skill development on some of those things that you need, Uh, especially for women. I feel like it can be tougher for us to make that transition because we do want to be um, liked, so liked, and we want to be so supportive. And sometimes what that means is we work all the time, right? Like I remember I used to think like, if I didn't get back to somebody right away, uh, they were going to have what they needed and they couldn't, they couldn't do their job. And then I was a bad leader or I need to get caught up on all my emails before, you know, I shut down for the day because what if somebody really needed something? We weren't saving lives. I wasn't a doctor in a previous life. Like this just wasn't that important, but I took it very, very seriously. And ultimately it led to my burnout. And so once I figured out how to undo the burnout, Through the help of a coach and a mentor, other people started coming to me and saying, hey, how do we do this differently? Um, And so I really was inspired to try to help other new leaders within my organization get up and running. And uh, I found out within my company, there wasn't an opportunity for me to do that role. Most companies actually do not... um, Internally, they have great like learning management systems. They have great like digital courses, maybe even like go away to corporate for a week, but they don't really have great systems for continuing education and support for those newly in a role. And I think it's a huge missed opportunity. They say it's on the boss to be that for that person. And I get that, right? Like as a manager, if I have a new hire and I need to get them trained and up and running, it's certainly my responsibility to be that for them. Uh, But when it comes to middle managers, it's a different dynamic. Your boss is at such a high level that they don't often have the time and the bandwidth to be as available as you need. They become more directive. They become more of a... um, they, they they themselves are more of a manager than a leader at that point, right? They're not spending a lot of time coaching you and talking through things. They're more like, here's what you need to do. Now go do it. 
And it's up to you to kind of fill in the gaps. And so it can be really difficult when you're new and you will learn uh, baptism by fire is a thing, but I do think that people who are aspiring leaders or newly promoted leaders, they need a different level of support. They need to figure out how do I go from taking care of myself to taking care of a team. And so when I decided to take the leap in the beginning of 2022, one of the things I wanted to start with was working with women. So I've been coaching women since the beginning of the year. Uh, I've been coaching women that hold variety of positions. So not all of them are people leaders, but they are certainly leaders on their team. And I want you to remember that, that the title of leader is one thing in terms of like a job description, but everybody has the capacity to be a leader on their team. And most title leaders start off as peer leaders. And so there's a huge value in developing these leadership skills. And I think that corporate America as a whole, at least from those that I talk about, so if your situation's different, you know, good for you, that's exciting. But I think corporate America as a whole does a phenomenal job of raising and grooming managers. Like we've got stats and we've got trackers and we've got do this and do that. And here's your performance review. And all of that is very directive. It's very managerial. It's not the soft skills of leadership. It's not that soft skill of casting a clear vision, setting values for your team, building trust, creating a culture where everybody is showing up as their best self because they feel safe, um, because they have the support and skills they need. How do you show your team that you appreciate them and really hit home with it? How do you create this environment where people love where they work, and therefore, in turn, work even harder and get you better results. I am geeking out because, you know, I've spent the last five years really just consuming all I could about leadership as a new leader, uh, investing in coaches and mentors for myself. And I don't know how I didn't come across this book sooner, Leaders Eat Last by Simon Sinek. And everything he's saying, I'm like, yes, amen, preach. And he starts where I always think you should start, which is with trust and building trust in your team. And he refers to it as a circle of safety. So I've been getting a lot of advice, or uh, I'm sorry, a lot of questions for advice on how to finish the year strong, Abby. How do we rally? How do we really crush those goals? How do we make sure we hit our, our plan and our profit numbers so that we can like just all celebrate and that 2022 you know, ends with a bang? And I'm asking them, well, like, what are you doing? They're like, oh, we're holding weekly meetings. We're doing all these trainings. You know, we've increased like the trackability of phone calls and video emails. And we're um, <clears throat> we're doing this initiative and we're doing this spiff. And, and honestly, as a trainer, like, yay, I love training, but it feels like a lot. And it feels like a lot of, we don't trust you. We don't think you're doing the right thing. So now we're going to micromanage and track you. And we're going to make you show up to these meetings. And we're going to teach, treat you all like day one employees. And so this overly burdensome management style is actually getting you the opposite results. Because my other coaching clients who are in the field, everyday producers are stressed. Like the stress level is through the roof. And in this book even talks about it. When control metrics go up, work stress goes up, performance goes down. So you may think, oh, but we got to hit these goals. I need to be more like on top of it. I need to be more managerial. I have to be more tracker heavy. I need to exhibit more control. I need all these reports done. No, 
I encourage you to take a different approach. Right now, what you need, if you really want that high performance, you need to ramp up your team's ability to work together, to collaborate, to build trust, and to just do their jobs. So maybe for the next couple of weeks, you try a different approach. Maybe what you do is you try the approach of going to your team members and saying, hey, I'm canceling all meetings for the next two weeks. I am so happy to have all of you on my team. I know that we are the team that is going to crush the end of the year. And I know that in order to do that, you need to be fully focused on your job. So we're canceling all meetings. First thing I'm going to tell you is going to happen is your team is going to go, whew, thank God. And then they're going to text each other <laughs> and say, what's happening? Why are we having no meetings? Like, what is going on? And then I want you to take it another step further. And I want you to go out to each individual person. And I want you to make sure you tell them how much you appreciate them. And I want you to ask them, what are their personal goals? What are they working on through the end of the year? And how can you help them reach that? Do not talk about your goals. Do not talk about the company's goals. Do not talk about what your boss needs. You need to ask them what they want, because I'm going to tell you guys, most people on your team, they have their own goals, right? They want to do well, but give them a chance to be individually motivated towards their goals. Show them that you have their back and in turn, they're going to have yours. That's the beauty of leadership, right? The more you take care of your team, the more they take care of you. The more you take care of your people, the more they take care of the company. The more you take care of your people, the better they take care of your customers. It all starts with taking really good care of your employees. And I'm going to tell you, more meetings, more reports, more tracking right now is not what they need. It's the home stretch. Give everybody some trust, some breathing room. Give them a little, uh, he talks about this in here. I love this. He talks about um, serotonin and and um, oxycontin and how it like kind of like triggers in your body. And I'm gonna um, not oxycontin, <laughs> oxytocin. Abby, you're ridiculous. Um, okay, serotonin is basically like that really like feel good release that you get when somebody like congratulates you or celebrates you or you get an award. Like, have you done awards lately for your team? Maybe you need to just make up some awards. Like the best phone call I heard, the best email that I read, the best um, support of a team member, the best customer experience. Like do something to have your people feel good. Recognize them. Uh, spoiler alert, you're going to feel great too when you do it. Like serotonin goes both ways. The giver and the receiver of uh, accolades feel good. So keep that in mind. And then oxytocin is the chemical of love, which is when people really feel like they have deep trust. You get this from your, your family. Typically parents and children have this high bond where they exchange oxytocin. Um, but it can also come from a simple, like high five or a handshake or a physical, like pat on the back. So don't be afraid to like ignite these things in your team that will produce better results. This creates a circle of safety. This creates good vibes for your team. And I'm going to tell you, good vibes are important. <clears throat> Can you motivate by fear? Yes. Can you motivate with control? Um, I don't think you can motivate. I think you can get results with control. But how do you get the best out of your team. And I think that's what you need to ask yourself. Um, I, I've i had managers in the past who have said, you know, well, this is just the way we've always done it, Abby, and this is the way it's going to get done. And it, it's worked before, it's going to work again. And to that, 
I would say, you're right, it has worked before, but can we do it better? And can I try it? And I think that's what you guys need to do. If you are a individual contributor, you can become a leader on your team. You can start supporting one another. You can start cheering on people. You can ask your boss, hey, what can I do to help you? Just like your boss can turn around and say, hey, what can I do to help you? Um, it doesn't have to be fully on the leader's shoulders, but the leader certainly sets the tone. So that's it for this episode. Next week, I want to talk more about how we build that trust. How do we create that circle of safety? But I wanted to start off with that reminder of trust is the foundation of a winning team. And if you want to finish this year strong, I think you need to start thinking about how you can invest in the trust buckets with your team members versus the control buckets. All right. Bye for now. Catch you next week.